0: Brutality inside the Dome. Syracuse loses once again to Colgate, 80-68, just like last year, except last year they actually had a huge lead this time around. It was just pain the entire time. Uh, And Beheim says some lineup changes need to come. I don't think we'll see Chris Bell in there uh, again in the starting lineup. Um We're going to talk about the game. We're going to talk about what it means for the season. It's all on Locked On Syracuse, and it's right now. Our Locked On Syracuse, your daily podcast on the Syracuse Orange, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Matt Bonaparte, Owen Valentine with you on your Wednesday episode of Locked On Syracuse. Thanks for making Locked On Syracuse your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get podcasts. And today's episode is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. They help you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. That's linkedin.com slash college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. All right, let's talk about this game. Uh, absolute heartbreaker, just brutal. You know what? I don't even know if it's a heartbreaker more than just a gut punch, a huge sigh, Ugh, groans, moan. It's just brutal, man. Um, not where you want the team to be, obviously. We kind of talked about it. Preseason expectations for this team were up and down across the board. Nobody expected really uh, for them to play incredibly well, but I don't think anybody expected them to lose a game like this. Obviously, in the post-game press conference, Beheim comes out and says that Colgate is, you know, the dream team and the greatest team of all time. he said that they're the best shooting team they're going to see all year and that they're a really, really good team, whatever. Um, I will say this and to credit that a little bit. Uh, there are a lot of players on that team who have been playing together mm-hmm. for three, four years now. Tucker Richardson... Uh, Keegan Records, uh, Ryan Moffitt, you know, those guys have been together for a while. Sam Thompson, Oliver Lynch, Daniels, like they've been together. They've played as a unit for a long time. Uh, And Syracuse is still trying to get itself together. Now, does that excuse this loss? Absolutely not. 100% no, it does not. Syracuse should have won this game. Uh, and I don't really care that Beheim goes into the press conference and says that you know this is a really good team and too good for of a, of a team for us to play right now. Listen, you told us I was told that this is the greatest recruiting class that is ever going to step foot on Syracuse's campus. That's not true. I could tell you that right now. If it were, mm-hmm. this game would have been a win. I guarantee yeah. it to you, okay? This game would have been a win. You have um,
1: sanctioned recruiting classes. With fewer scholarships that have spanked Colgate in the past. Yeah. Spanked Colgate in the past. I I I believe I saw a tweet that said they've won 54 straight with an average margin of victory of 23 points.
0: Except for last year, of course. Um, Except for
1: last. Oh, going into last year. Yes. Yeah. This was terrible.
0: Colgate. I want to look at the box score. And you see, Judah had a really good game, shot 500 from the field, 50%. Uh 20 points. Yeah, he shot a couple of threes. He didn't pass the ball all that well, had four fouls, whatever, a couple steals. Um, Benny had a really, really good game, uh, that I don't know if people are really gonna look at, obviously, in a loss like this, but you really should. He was six of twelve from the floor, seventeen points, eight rebounds. He was really, really solid in this game, a blocker to steal. He shot a three. He's still <laughs> that shot is still a line drive from wherever yeah. he shoots it, but it went in. Um, so a, a bounce back game from Benny. So if you're going to be happy about anything, it should be about those two guys. Yeah. Now you worry. They, they come well that, that comes for me is that this is a game where your stars should have shined and your buddy Bayheims of last year should come up and score 30 points in this game this year. That's Joe Girard and Jesse Edwards. Those guys did not shine in any sense of the word. Joe, had a classic bad game, four for 15 from the field, four for 12 from the three-point line. He had 14 points thanks to a couple of free throws. Uh, He he got one assist in the game, turned the ball over three times, had a couple steals, really bad game from Joe. Uh, And and it was one of those games where you knew Joe was going to be bad right away because the first shot he missed was a brick. He didn't go in and out. It wasn't close. It wasn't, you know, didn't hop up off the rim. It was a brick, and many other misses tonight were from him. For Jesse, I think it's almost more of a red flag. He only shot the ball six times. I mean, that's ridiculous. This, this is a, a team, sure, Colgate is probably better than everybody gave it credit going into the game, and I think there is some merit to what Beheim said in that they are probably too good of a team to play game two, but still. You should have won this game, and Jesse should have shot the ball ten times at least. Are you kidding? The guy had 10.7 rebounds, five blocks in this game, played good defense, but come on, man. Why doesn't Jesse have 12 shots? Why, is, why didn't they give him the ball in the paint the entire game? We haven't even started on the defense yet. How about the defense? I mean, open three after open three for Colgate. It seemed like these guys didn't practice the zone at all. And I guess you have to expect that coming into the year. Like the young guys aren't going to know the zone all that well, but it makes you think, what are they doing in the summer? Like you didn't learn, you can't close out on a guy. You didn't learn that. Like what? Too many times in this game was a wide open corner three there. I mean, absolutely ridiculous. And it didn't help that Tucker Richardson was just banging threes in guys' faces, but still, you got to guard those guys, man. It was it was just bad basketball all the way around, and and they stayed in the zone way too long. They should have shifted to man. I played man the whole game. That zone was awful, just awful. And then they did the one three one or the one one three. What whatever you want to call it? It's terrible. Sorry. I'm yeah, I, I
1: repurposed this from uh, from Saturday's football game. Pathetic. Those are the words that are coming to mind right now. I walked out of the dome on Saturday, and all I could think of was how embarrassing it was to be there and to watch that game and to see how it went. And I come back today on Tuesday, and I look, and I see how awful this team comes in one more time. They are terrible. That was awful. They looked terrible on defense. There was nothing that they did defensively that stood out to me. They tried the 2-3. It looks awful. They opened in man. It actually looked a little bit better than the zone that they ran for probably 75% of this game, if not more. They tried the 1-3-1. One, one. We said coming into this basketball season that it is exciting that Syracuse basketball is playing man-to-man as long as it does not come at the expense of the zone. And they now cannot play the zone effectively, and they cannot play man effectively against a decent team in Colgate. And that is exactly the fear, right? When you're now trying to focus on multiple defenses and so many defenses, as you went to the 1-3-1 today before you went to the 2-3, you are not going to be as effective. There were basic fundamental issues defensively that were the biggest kryptonite. There was no energy. There was no effort. You are not closing out on shots. You are leaving a guy on Colgate and Tucker Richardson as open as can be he was the guy that you knew you had to be tough against going into this game. Beheim said in the press conference, he's the best guy in their conference. He's the best scorer on their team. Why is he wide open to start this game and then continues to be wide open and continues to be wide open? Colgate shot 19 threes in this basketball game. They made 19 threes. I believe the Syracuse program record is 16. They really? made 19. I looked that up. Last year, they scored 18 threes in this game. It's a recurring problem, and I will say this right now, just because it's fresh out of my mind, that I talked about, you know, how Saturday's football game was a very low low, despite the fact that Florida State is a decent football team. Today's loss to Colgate is a low low, despite the fact that Colgate has an experienced and okay decent basketball team. Regardless of that, this week, including her Saturday and tonight have been the encapsulation of the difficulties that it has been to be a Syracuse sports fan right now and a Syracuse football and basketball fan at this point in time. It is the recurring issue, and it is year in and year out now. And Syracuse fans we talk about are yearning for something to be excited for, and they had it for a few weeks, but that has quickly been squashed. And here we are back with Cuse Basketball. We started last episode on Monday with – It's basketball season. We can put the worries behind. We've got a fresh beginning, a new start. We're in the same boat, the same wagon right now that we're dealing with in football. It is bad right now, and it is very disappointing. It's incredibly frustrating to watch and for a fan base that boos at a home game. I don't know the last time I heard Syracuse home fans booing that dramatically with five, 10 10 minutes left in a game. I think it was the under eight timeout the fans were booing and walking out. I have not seen that you know, obvious of a distaste and a, a, and a vocal occurrence at the Dome like that in a while. And maybe I missed a game or two or an instance like that where it's happened. But this was atrocious and the fans well warranted let their voices be heard down the stretch in this game. Uh, and, and hopefully uh, there are some changes that can be made because they need to happen.
0: Yeah. You're absolutely right. And something else I was thinking about uh, during the game and in the post-game press conference, because one of the things I, I liked that Beheim said was somebody asked, any reason Bell only played eight minutes? And he said, yeah, because he stands on the side and he doesn't do anything. So I played eight minutes. He's not going to play. I like that he said that because obviously that's Bayheim, And uh, if you're not going to play the way that he knows you need to play for the team to win, you're not going to play at all. Uh, but it also worries me because I'm starting to think Chris Bell, maybe a great shooter. We've still yet to see that. But is he a team player? Can he play defense? Is he here to win? Like, what's the story? I haven't seen anything I've liked out of that guy, like, at all. And we also only see six minutes of Justin Taylor tonight. It wasn't like he was a godsend or anything. This game was worrisome. And the other thing was there are a couple things that you think about. One of them was another thing Beheim talked about in the post game was there was no offensive game plan. It was shoot threes, and that's never going to work. It barely worked last year, and it didn't work last year. They went under 500. Um, But you're not going to win any games if, you're, if your game plan is, okay, Joe, shoot 12 threes, and hopefully the other guys figure it out. Like, you have to figure something out. Syracuse... Always had a guy, like, think about those teams recently. Like, you have to think about in the scope of what recently Syracuse basketball, because they're not going to be John Wallace's Syracuse basketball or Derek Coleman's or Sherman Douglas's or, or Pearl Washington's, okay? You have to think about it in the last 10 years. What was the success, not even the last 10 years, probably, like, since 2016? What was the success of those teams? You had guys that could drive and shoot, like Michael Benegay. Like Malachi Richardson, like Tyus Battle, like O'Shea, guys who could drive inside and muscle their way to a layup. I don't know if this team has that. And last year's team was kind of the first time we ever really saw them stray away from that and say, OK, we're just going to shoot threes. Um, and it didn't work at all. So I can't I'm not going to lie. I'm I'm very worried for where this team is going, but we are stretching first block a little bit too long. So let me take a quick break and then I'm going to finish that. Uh, but this one's brought to you by LinkedIn jobs. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high stakes wager for your small business. You want to be a hundred percent certain you have access to the best qualified candidates available. Go to LinkedIn jobs, easy to create a, uh, free job post on LinkedIn, add that hashtag hiring frame and spread the word that you're hiring simple tools like screening questions, make it easy to focus on the right candidates with the good, good skills and experience. You can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire small businesses rate this number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the qualified, qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash lockdown college. That's linkedin.com slash lockdown college. Post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Okay. Um, just to finish that point, if Judah is going to be the guy that scores the points, that's fine. But I'm not sure this team has a supporting cast that is going to be, I don't know. I just don't know how they're going to find success on the offensive end. I just don't know how it's all going to work. If you just load the team up with young guys who like to shoot, it's not going to work. How do you feel?
1: You know, I look at this game today, and we we talk about the depth. Last game, we talked about the depth all preseason. We talk about the depth all through. You know, Bayheim's press conferences leading up to any time we've seen this team on the court, and I watched a team play today. In every player that was a non-starter, and then when you know Chris Bell comes out and Simir Torrance takes the chunk of the minutes, and you're looking at a three-guard lineup, uh, everyone else didn't really come in and deliver by any means. And this is a team that I watched today that has been advertised with so much depth, and I watched them not have depth. And I don't think this is a Bayheim rotation issue as some people might jump to and they're going to jump to the, oh, you know, you've got six guys or five guys and you're only going to play. I don't think that's that issue right now. I watched a team or a game today where five guys looked like they deserved to be on the floor and the other, what, five guys that came into this game, right? Let me look at the box score. One, two, yeah, five other guys came into this game. And, you know, Monir Hima had a couple of moments where maybe he looked capable and all right, but the rest of these guys that came in, uh, you know, Chris Bell flat Kadir Copeland played 12 minutes today and one steal and one rebound. You know, he's a passing god. We were advertised as you know, this guy can distribute like nobody else's business. Didn't see that. Justin Taylor, Chris Bell, supposed to be able to shoot lights out, right? Such great shooters, such great shooters. Taylor was 0 for 2 from the field, 0 for 2 from 3. Chris Bell 0 for 1 from 3. So these two, you know, glorified shooters that have been such great advertisements over three from or from three with zero points on this game. Malik Brown had such a great look uh, in game one, did not have that today, despite the fact that he was called first off the bench. Uh, It was not what you wanted to see today. It was really just you had Judah and Benny, who we talked about off the get that played pretty well. Joe, I thought, played an okay first half despite that first shot. Um, but sort of got into the, I need to do something. I need to step up mentality in the second half, forced a little bit, missed a couple of decent looks that he got, uh, and and that didn't work. Jesse needs the ball more is what it comes down to for me. I remember thinking in that first game that their success came from Jesse, getting him the ball, not outside the three-point line. That is where he seemed to touch the ball the most today. Do not give him the ball outside the arc. Give him the ball on the high post. Give him the ball on the post, whatever it is, because you're going to create opportunities given that situation. Whether it's him finishing, whether it's him finding a cutter, whether it's him you know, popping it right back out, you're causing defensive rotations, defensive shifts, and creating open looks for either Jesse, who is going to have a size advantage in a lot of games this year, especially in the non-conference, or you're going to create an open look for somebody else that is going to be a much better look than when you hand Jesse the ball outside the arc. He put the ball on the floor and drove today like he was a point guard. That is not what Jesse Edwards should be doing. That was one of his six shots was the ball got to him outside the arc, and he took three dribbles and tried to finish on the run. That is not what your all-star center, your best arguably player, should not be doing that. That should not be the situation, and that needs to be fixed. His looks need to be much improved. His ball, uh, when he gets the ball, that needs to be a far better situation, and it's not. You've got to find somebody that needs to step up. Bayheim said in the press conference, Chris Bell is waiting to put shots up after the game. He's going to have to do more than put shots up. Shots need to improve. The defense needs to improve. He's not showing things. This youth that these freshmen are providing, I understand you're new to college basketball. I understand there's a jump. I understand that Colgate is experienced in terms of seasons leading up to it. And today was their fourth game compared to Syracuse's second. I understand those situations. Syracuse defensively today, especially with the freshmen and even the more experienced guys, were not playing with the mentality that they were going to lock you down. And that was very visible and it did not work. And that is why uh, Colgate today got wide open look after wide open look after wide open look. I am a terrible basketball player and I could shoot a decent three point percent with the looks that Colgate got today. They were that open. It was terrible. And I know that's a hyperbole. I know I'm exaggerating. But that is how open these looks that Colgate was getting from start to finish in this game were. And that is why Syracuse got torched from beyond the arc. Colgate shot 50% on 38 attempts from three. It wasn't a small sample size. Oh, you know how you get those games every once in a while where someone on the other team, you know, they start four for four from three. This was an almost 43-point sample size that they shot 50% from. And it was not because Colgate is that good of a three-point shooting team. They're a decent three-point shooting team. They're a good three-point shooting team. They shot 50% from three today because you let them with the defense that you were playing.
0: Yeah. Let's take one more quick break, and then we're going to look at some Twitter replies. But first let me tell you about betonline.net. It's the number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis Get the latest odds and trends for every professional amateur amateur league out there from football and basketball to soccer and esports. They got it all at betonline.net. And if you love sports podcasts like this one, you can find them all at betonline as well. We're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Betonline, where the game starts. All righty. Let's head over to the tweet machine. We are six whole followers away from 2,000, which is really cool. And I also want to say thanks for uh, 900 subscribers on YouTube. Owen's promise to buy tickets does fold over into basketball season. So if we get to 1,000 subscribers on YouTube, you're getting four tickets and five if there's a case. So get excited about that. Only if there's a case. Yep. Um, All right. Let's look at some of these replies. Um, we got 19 ish replies on here. Oh, and if you see one you want to talk about, throw it out there. I'm just sifting through them right now.
1: I can lead off if we want to do that. I saw the most recent from Eric Ryan on Twitter. And this is a, I think a decent discussion and maybe something that we could consider. Uh, This one's a bold take to start with, but Saimir is a better point guard than Judah Mintz. You can lead that one off. Food for thought. All
0: I right, think. Eric. Eric, I don't know if that's helpful today. <laughs> what, what do you want, Eric? You want him to score like 40 points in this game? Like, listen. I think I see, the, is... point in, I see uh, the point. The I see the point. I see Judas as a
1: scorer right now. And I need some want...
0: facilitation today, maybe. All right. So what do you want to tell Judah to kick rocks? Like, what? <laughs> like, what? <laughs> what does that mean? we you tell him to <laughs> skip know. town? Like, I don't care. This is what they have to deal with. Jude is going to play. All right. That's a ridiculous. Oh, it's a ridiculous thing. Um, free beers Here taste better says can't boo this team. Young guys need to feel the support. We can hope they feel the self shame. Hope they feel self shame. I don't know about that. And embarrassment themselves. But fans have to be there to support these kids. I don't f- hope they feel self shame. I hope they feel invigorated and ready to go out to practice and ready to annihilate whoever the next team on the schedule is. Um Syracuse basketball should be winning these games. I think everybody knows that. Um, What's your take on the booing, Owen? Did you boo?
1: I did not boo. uh, Are you sure about that? But I I look at this, and I, I see the fact that, yes, these are kids. I get that. They're 18 to 22 years old. But when all is said and done, you are playing at the highest level of collegiate basketball, and you looked terrible today. And there weren't really those saving grace moments, right? This was start to finish. You fell behind, and you let Colgate continue to run away with this for the second straight year. I think these are warranted boos in this basketball game, and that maybe this will, as you were saying, light a fire underneath this this group, right? You've got guys that are are supposed to be, you know, all that and a bag of chips, if you want to talk like that, and they have not shown that in this game, and, and maybe it will. Be a little bit of a spark for one of them, right? You look at Chris Bell, you look at Justin Taylor, you look at Malik Brown, you look at Kadir Copeland. Maybe it sparks one or two of them to make that step up, to to elevate in practice this week, to lead up to Saturday's game with a newfound spark and that that repeat energy that you saw from from at least, I, I guess, Copeland and and Malik Brown from that first game to revitalize that. But you got to spark something in Bell. you got to spark something in Taylor because one of them needs to step up uh, and execute at the three spot, and I have not seen that today. And there's a reason that is why, when you looked at the 2-3 today, is playing the bottom of the zone, and that is because the rest of the forwards played that poorly in this basketball game, and that was a sacrifice that Syracuse was willing to make defensively you've got to have some sort of spark and the fans with what they've gone through in the last month in terms of watching Syracuse football and what they've gone through in the last five years in terms of watching Syracuse football and what they have gone through albeit with two sweet 16s in the last five years with basketball and especially the last two years with basketball uh, have been incredibly frustrating Uh, or the last year with basketball has been incredibly frustrating. And something that you you definitely are are on edge about. And I think as a fan base, given what the last half decade has looked like, you're allowed to boo.
0: Okay. Um, Let's look at a couple more. Uh, Eric Ryan again said, I don't know why we're fueling Eric Ryan so much, but I'm going to read this one. He says, the defense was atrocious. Gerard does not look like a leader. They did not run the offense through Edwards. Never during the whole game did the Orange run a smooth offense. Dude is not a point guard. Lots of work to do. I will say, I think they're going to be, obviously, like, everyone's hitting the panic button right now because it's just classic Syracuse. I mean, we got a couple of replies that say Fire Beheim." We got followed by the Fire Beheim" account today. Classic, you know. Um, it's just classic Syracuse fans that lose one game. Every loss this year, there's at least one person saying Fire Bayham, just how it works. Um, they are going to get better. They will look better at some point this season. But I think he's right in that there is a lot of work to do. I mean, it's not like last year where you said, okay, there's a lot of developing for these guys to do, but at least we can look toward Buddy and he's going to score and Jimmy's going to score and Cole's going to score whatever. Now it's like, all right, if it's a game like this where Joe's shooting 4 for 15 cuz those are going to happen again people. Joe's going to have another great game in a couple games or something and everyone's going to be like, "Where are the Joe haters now?" And then two games later, he's going to go 3 for 19 and that guy's not going to be anywhere to be seen. So, that's just how Joe is, streaky guy. For Jesse, I expect a lot more from him, especially in a game where you're playing an opponent that doesn't have Shaq down low. He should be going to town. Um, so there is a lot of work to be done. I don't know how Bayheim is going to fix it, but I think he's gonna at least a little bit. Yeah, you gotta have. Some I wanna, effect.
1: I wanna jump in there and, and add to one of the comments within there, and it was something that, you know, was brought up on on ESPN Syracuse uh, after the game and a little bit of discussion that they had with uh, with Eric Evendorf on there. Uh, where where is the leadership on this team? Because you you look to the experience, Supposed and you look at Joe, Joe, and you look at Jesse. It, Joe, I need Quiet, to see. Nice. Yeah, yeah. I, I need to see Joe step up as that leader and that vocal guy. Uh, you know, you expect it from someone who has you know been a quarterback in high school and has been the guy for as long as he has in terms of high school. Uh, and now this year, as when you look at you know the experience that he brings as as a four, year four guy and a guy that's played. Uh, all four years and has contributed significantly to those four seasons, albeit, you know, with a lot of haters looking at him as well. Uh, you you need him to step up and, and be that vocal leader. And that's got to be regardless of your individual performance at all times. Uh, if you've scored 50 points or if you've scored zero points, that leadership needs to be there. And it doesn't just have to be from him. But I will say there's very limited experience on this roster and you need that experience to be leaders, but you can also have new guys come in and lead. And, and I think you I want to see one of those new guys come in and, and be a very visible leader out there as well, because Syracuse could need someone out or could definitely use someone out there uh and, and be that that spark and that that encouragement and that leadership and just that, you know, do everything the right way, sort of mentality, because it is contagious and it will rub off on other guys and it reflects in better basketball.
0: You're absolutely right. Um, on that note, we got to wrap up. Thanks for making Lockdown Syracuse your first listen. If you're next listen, check out the Lockdown Sports Today podcast. Catch up on the biggest stories of the day in sports and get instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day on the Lockdown Sports Today podcast, available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcast. I'm Matt Bonaparte. He's on Valentine. Tomorrow, we will do a little bit of a football preview. Uh, preview the Wake Forest game for you, tell you what the Demon Deacons have been doing, who they've got on their side. Uh, Then Friday, we will give you the predictions, preview, chat with Chadwick, you know the deal. Uh, We'll see you then.